praise him, everybody. Come on, let's give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise him. Come on. He never lost a battle. Come on, give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Oh, you're a mighty God. You're a great God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Happy New Year to everyone. We welcome everyone in the house of God this morning. Our online viewers will welcome you. Happy New Year to you all. We pray God help us to have a better year this year. And it will help us to have a better year. Why? Because he never lost a battle. Amen. Amen. Stand with us this morning. We're going to get right into a service this morning. Amen. The presence of God is in this place this morning. We just want to worship God this morning and let him do what he has to do in the service this morning. Bow your heads with us as we pray. Father God, we love you. We come before your presence one more time, O oh God. And we thank you, Lord God, for being so good to us, O oh God. We're so grateful, Lord God, that you will help us to live to see another here, Lord God, where we can praise you, Lord God, where we can lift up your name, where we can call upon your name, Lord God. Father God, as we pray this morning, we ask you to forgive us for every sins, O oh God, and that you will cleanse us with it, O oh God. Father God, I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you will help us to draw nigh unto thee as we worship you, Lord God. We ask you for a mighty move of your spirit in our midst like never before, Lord God. We come before your presence this morning, oh God, because we know you are the God of all gods and the King of all kings. You are our Redeemer and our Savior. You are the one that is and that is to come. Oh God, you never lost a battle, oh God. Lord God, we look to you from whence come at our help, oh God. You are a helper. You are a way maker and our keeper. You are a shield and our butler. Father God, as we praise you this morning, we ask you, Lord God, that you will speak to our hearts. Our minds, oh God, speak to our minds. Oh God, create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, oh God. Cast not away thy presence from us and take not thy only spirit from us, oh God. Oh God, as we worship you, Lord God, we are your people, Lord God. And we're so glad, oh God, to be a part of this great big family of God. Oh Father God, as we pray this morning, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll touch every person, Lord God. That is here this morning, those that are watching us, oh God, oh God, online, that you will touch them likewise, oh God. Speak to our hearts, oh God, our minds, oh God, as we commit ourselves to you, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that you will continue to have your way among us and in our midst. Oh God, I pray and ask you that someone will make up in their mind to give their life to you before time changes, oh God. Have your way this morning. We praise you as we lift up your name this morning. We ask you to have your way among us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. Let's just give the Lord another round of applause this morning. Oh, hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Worship him this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah.
somebody worship Jesus this morning. I will build my life. Hallelujah, Jesus. We trust you, Jesus. Our hope is in you, Jesus. I will not be shaken this morning, Jesus. Hallelujah.
And uh, Pastor will talk about that as well. But the idea is that we be in one accord um, as we go each day. Some announcements. Uh, North Central Jersey District, um, the youth uh, uh, ministry of our, of our district is doing uh, retreats. Um, they're doing it uh, with the, the new restrictions that we have. Um, and so on Friday the 29th, there will be a virtual uh, retreat, a virtual meeting. And then on Saturday the 30th, um, it will be both uh, virtual and in person. Uh, and uh, more details will come from the house group. We came across a ministry that uh, has intrigued us. There's a group here in Hamilton that delivers meals to folks um, within the community. Uh, I, I've known that those meals were getting delivered, but I had no idea exactly how it was getting done. And Pastor uh, shared that with me. Um, and so we're going to reach out to them this week. And I'm going to be contacting them and seeing how we might be able to partner with them. And uh, the idea is, is that they have volunteers that go out and deliver meals, breakfast and lunch and dinner, hot meals, and they have a regular group of folks that do that. Um, so, of course, there's a financial obligation that goes along with trying to make that happen for people. They're a nonprofit agency, and we're hopeful to be able to uh, partner with them, but also the physical part, which is toting the meals from Robert Wood Johnson Hospital to people's homes. And so that's uh, something we'd like to get involved in. If you are interested, come see me or let me know somehow so I can um, uh, find out how you can be included. You also uh, received uh, an email, uh, a survey about um, our Sunday school. We used to have uh, a whole group of folks, uh, over uh, two dozen people would be collecting every Sunday for the adults to, um, to meet for Sunday school. And because of COVID, because of some of the restrictions, we've not been able to sort of uh, maintain that process. We've moved it to a day, we've moved it to a time, but it's not working for everybody. So the, the email was a survey and we'd like very much that you would reply. And then the last thing I want to do this morning is I would like to um, read something to you. We've been praying for somebody, and they wrote us a note. And let me read to you what they've said. Dear Pastor and Sister Wyatt and CCC family, thank you for the beautiful flowers and delicious fruit basket. It was so nice of you all and even more special to have a special delivery. Thanks for the texts, calls, and prayers of comfort as we celebrated the life of our mom. She was a woman of God and lived and loved Jesus for all her heart, mind, and being. Our memories of her will be cherished. We appreciate all who were able to attend the virtual service. Knowing our CCC family was present was special. We are blessed with peace and comfort through Jesus Christ and our faith in him. God bless you all. Love, brother and sister Wood. Have a great day. And praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, let's just praise the Lord this morning. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, he's worthy to be praised. Amen, amen. He woke us up this morning. We are able to live to see another here. It's 2021, church. Come on, we got to praise God more this year than we did last year. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, if you don't praise him, somebody else is going to praise him. Man, don't make sure somebody steal your joy. You got something. You got a right to praise God. Amen. Amen. Don't sit back and think it's cool just to relax and cool. Praise God anyhow you can. Praise Him when you wake up. Praise Him when you're going to bed. When you give God a glory and all the honor, He will bless you. Amen. 
Everybody say, it's offering time. Come on, it's offering time. Amen. Give a good offering this morning. Be a blessing in the house of God this morning. Amen. If you want to give electronically, it's to my left, your, uh, my right, your left. Uh, see Sister Patrice. Uh, the baskets are placed in the front and in the middle there. Feel free. If you need an envelope, just wave your hand. The ushers will be glad to give you an envelope. We're going to invite you to stand with us one more time as we pray and ask the Lord's blessing upon our offering this morning as we uh, receive the offering this morning. Amen. And remember, I'm going to, you know, we still have a few more cards on the tree. So if no one have yet uh, given their blessing unto the Lord, uh, give her their best Christmas to Jesus Christ. Um, you know, be a blessing. If you still need an envelope, feel free to take one and give your donation this morning. Amen. Bow your heads with us. Father God, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing in this hour, Lord God. We give you all the glory and all the honor because you're worthy to be praised. As we're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask you to bless every giver, those who have to give, those who have not likewise. Make a way so they can be a blessing, Lord God. We give you glory, we give you all the honor because you're worthy to be praised. Father God, we ask you will to continue to be done in our service as we continue to lift up your name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. Everybody said amen. 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 Give unto the Lord this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. What a wonderful presence of the Lord we felt all morning. You know, the presence of the Lord can uh, have you in different uh, manner of ways, depending on how he manifests himself. And this morning, I just feel the presence of the Lord in a special way. Amen. So glad to be in the house of the Lord. So good to see every one of you. We crossed over into a new year, so happy new year to every one of you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for his goodness and his mercy. Amen. And for some of us, we experienced a lot of loss uh, the past year, sicknesses, um, but God in all of it remains God. And we will not always understand why he allows certain things and why he does certain things. It's, it's amazing uh, when you just stop and try to pay attention to the Lord. Uh, you won't always have the answers, and he will not always reveal the answers to you. He says, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. And so sometimes you're scratching your head saying, Lord, I, I don't understand that. And there are times where he will give you understanding and there are times where he will not even respond to you. And you just have to just trust him that he knows what he's doing. Uh, but it's easy to trust him because hear this. God is the only one that love you without a motive. God is the only one that loves you without any motives, no ulterior motives. He just loves you just because. Most people that love you, they love you with motives. If you will do this, if you will do that. And so that's how they love you. The Bible says God loved us while we were yet sinners. You know what that means? While we were disobedient to him, while we neglected him, rejected him, even uh, participating in his crucifixion. While we did that, he loved us anyhow. No motive. And so it is right for us to just appreciate his goodness and his mercy and all that he has done for us because he certainly has been wonderful. And through it all, whether we experience sickness or we experience loss, it does not mean God doesn't love us. It just means we don't understand everything that God is doing. That's just what it means. So never let any voices, strange voices, or any individual tell you how can God love you? How can God care for you? But this is going on. You have no clue. Our little uh, minds cannot even begin to compare with the all-knowing God. So just just trust that. Whatever he's doing is for our very own good. And it might not always seem that way, but guarantee you it's that way. He cares more about you. He has a vested interest in you than you even have in yourself. So just trust him. Might not always seem real good, but trust him. Welcome to Christ Center Church. Those of you that are joining, joining us in person and joining us. Via online, I am so grateful 
to be with you. I am so thankful that God allow us to come together one more time. Amen. Uh, don't forget what we do traditionally. Um, every year we start our new year out with our daily bread, our, our, or if you would call it our bread Bible reading. And we have handouts for you, if you'd like. Um, for some people, I've mailed some out already. Uh, but we have handouts for you, and this gives you the scriptures that you can read every single day of the year. So 365, there are scriptures from the Bible that is on this, uh, this handout here that you can look and see what scriptures to read, and you will be able to read it and keep yourself immersed in the Word of God. And so, for instance, today is January the 3rd. This says here that January the 3rd, you're supposed to read Genesis chapter 7 through chapter 9, and then Matthew chapter 3. So you have it every day to see what you need to read. And so tomorrow, which is the 4th, Genesis chapter 10 through 12, and then Matthew chapter 4. So you're just moving right along every day. You don't have to worry about the pastor telling you what you should read or shouldn't read or the priest telling you what you should read or you shouldn't read. You can just look right on this, get your own Bible. Or if you don't have a Bible, you can pull up one of those fancy online Bible programs. And you can go on the Internet and pull it up, Bible, and just start reading. So you can put the Word of God into your heart and into your mind. So I would love for you to join us. Our church does that every year because... It is our way of just staying in the word of God, learning the word of God, letting the word of God become a part of our life so we can grow in Christ. And as you know, this year, I don't think, did we do Daniel fast last year? I don't think we did. So we skipped a year last year and we're back this year doing our Daniel fast. And I uh, just wanted to share with you that um, it's important to fast. The word of God talks about fasting and fasting is a sacrifice that um, we do when we abstain from certain foods um, or sometimes, you know, we've gotten to the place um, they didn't have um, devices back in the day. So they didn't have iPhones um, <laughs> back in Abraham's days. They, they, they didn't have um, Apple and Android and Samsung. They didn't have those things back in the day. And so they didn't have to fast from devices. But sometimes you got to put your device down for a day or two and says, I'm not using it. You know, just tell yourself, especially if um, you've lived long as I have, um, you know that we existed without those a long time ago. Some people don't know that. <laughs> some, some people don't know that life went on without um, Apple phones, right? They think it's always been that way. <laughs> Did you know that, Jordan, that there were times that there were no Apple phones, no Samsung, none of that stuff, no iPad, no, no computers. There was a time where there, none of that exists. <laughs> You know, I think they, I don't know. We've got to remind them sometimes that these things didn't exist at one time. Okay. So sometimes fasting requires that we put away some of the, 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 the toys that we play with and just say, I'm going to abstain for a while so I can focus on the Lord. And in this case, Daniel fasted. We're saying we're going to eat food. Daniel said that is not pleasant. You know, I like a nice juicy steak on the bone. And so I'm not going to eat any steak now for the next 21 days. I'll be all right. I ate a lot of good stuff for the past few weeks, right? So 21 days sacrificing, you know, eating um, pleasant food. So all my foods that I will eat will be bland and, you know, at least spicy, though. Because, you know, you can eat peppers, Ethan. Ethan came over, <laughs> asked me about coffee. 
Is, uh, what about coffee, Pastor? I said, coffee is natural. You just don't put any um, cream and sugar in it. Yeah, coffee is natural. It's beans, right? Right? It's grown, right? That's what you drink, drink coffee. I said, I'm going to do tea. I told Eve, and I'm going to do tea with honey. All right? You can do lemon. You want me to do lemon? You trying to tell? You trying to get me and pull me into the lemon thing? You know, shit. I, I get. Sister Scarlett said, "I said tea with honey." She said, "In lemon." <laughs> so she just told it herself what she's gonna be having. Maybe I'll join you every once in a while and do some lemon, Sister Scarlett. <laughs> so I'm gonna switch off from coffee for the next 21 days and do tea. So I'll have my last coffee today, and um, so we'll we'll eat natural food. And um, we'll stay away from all the processed food and all of that stuff. So um, stick with us for 21 days. Our reason for fasting is because we want revival to take place in the churches. And we want to really have a really great spiritual impact on our world. Because our world needs the church so badly. They don't even know they need the church. But we know they need the church. And unfortunately, if we're honest with ourselves, we as the church haven't been as good as we can, right? I, I'm saying, if you don't want to say that about you, I'll say that about me. That as part of the church, I don't feel like I've, I've been the best that I could have been to make myself accessible and able to help folks around the world. And I mentioned this morning that our doctors and, and nurses and healthcare professionals have worked so diligently and so hard to, to save lives, and we appreciate that. Um, but this is not meant to slight anyone. While they're trying to save the physical, we're trying to save the soul. Because when you die, your body goes, your breath goes back to God, and what is left is what's called your soul. That's what live on in eternity, whether in the presence of God or out of the presence of God. So because of that, what we do as the church is more essential than anything else anyone will do. Because you know what? This body's going to fail us. Your body has failed you plenty of times. Mine has failed me plenty of times. This body's going to fail us, right? And we're not going to be in this body forever. And so we appreciate all the healthcare professionals doing their very best to help us physically. The scientists that have come up with um, the, 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 the vaccine. And all of that, I appreciate all of that. They have to do what they have to do, but the church, the church has to do what it has to do to help our world. We really do. And that's what we're fasting about. We need for the church to be who it needs to be so the world can differentiate. Because I believe at times people just take the church for granted because what needs to happen in the church is not happening, not because God don't want it to happen, but because we haven't really made ourselves available to the Lord. We haven't submitted our life to the Lord. We haven't walked in faith and we haven't, you know, uh, put our focus on him and all the things that we need to do, consecrate our lives unto him, fasting and praying like we need to so he can work in us. And through us. So we haven't done enough of that. And so I'm challenging you to say, let us fast and pray for the next 21 days of Daniel fast that we will experience revival in the church and that the church will be who it needs to be and impact 
our surroundings. And not just this local church. I want you to fast and pray for this local church, but for the churches in New Jersey and throughout the United States and North America and all around the globe. We need the churches to really begin to just uh, show the world who God's church really is. And that's what we're fasting and praying about as we do our Daniel fast. So join with us. Uh, You've got scriptures to read. Um, If you want to know about Daniel fast, um, Brother Tom can help you to get recipes and things like that. Uh, I told him he might have to be our personal chef while we're doing Daniel fast. You know, he makes soups and all kind of things. And so, you know, you know, when you when you show that you can do stuff. Well, I do this anyway. When you show me you can do stuff, I say, you go ahead. I'm not doing it. Why would I want to do something when you can do it better? Yeah, yeah, I mean, let, 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 let those that do it real good do it. So, Tom, when you make your nice soups, go ahead, bring us some soup, bro. <laughs> The soup man. Well, I don't know if you can handle the whole church, but, you know, uh, know, maybe you can go in business every year for the month of January. uh, You know, the Daniel chef. (laughs) Tom's kitchen. Uh, Every January, you know, one one through 31, Tom's kitchen. You know, just just one month. No, you can't get anything in February. Just from January 1 to the end, you can get some of Tom's delicious Daniel food. And after that, chop his lock. Go back to your regular place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, you know, I might be on to something here. I might be on to something. <laughs> uh, hey, man. You might become rich from that. Are you kidding me? Please. Hallelujah. <laughs> You'll make menus, hand them out. Call in your order. Got to order ahead of time, though. Can't order the same day. Oh, hallelujah. Good to see everybody. Good to be in the house of the Lord. I love the church. I love being a part of the church. I love the Lord. And I thank him for all that he's doing. We have some guests with us this morning. And uh, whenever we have guests, as you know, I get really excited because I believe that the Lord send guests to us. And that's his way of telling us we need to take very good care of his children because we all belong to the Lord. And the Lord wants us to take care of Joyce and Taylor. Joyce and Taylor. Amen. If you could raise your hand for us. Amen. I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume Joyce, your Joyce. White sweater, Joyce? All right. And ta- I'm, just, I'm just, you know, because, you know, Taylor's fancy, right, Joyce? When, when, when you were growing up, they didn't have kids named Taylor back then, did they? Yep, I figured that. I figured that. So I, I knew right away that she was Taylor and you was Joyce. I don't know if it's old. I just know it's, it's, all, it's always been around, but Taylor is new. Yeah, you, you know, they didn't have Taylor 20 years ago, I don't think. Yeah, I didn't think so. Well, we welcome you to Christ Center Church. We're so glad that you came to be with us this morning. God bless you, and I pray that God will speak to your heart and just continue to just pour out his blessings in your life. And if there's anything at all we can do in this church, any one of us, look around, any one of us around here, anything we can do, you just ask. We're here for you. We serve the Lord, and that means that because the Lord is not physically here for us to walk up to him and serve him, we serve his people. So whatever you need, we are at your disposal. Please ask us and we will do whatever we can 
especially in your walk with Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for coming. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Make sure you love up Joyce and Taylor. Let them know how happy we are they came to be with us. This morning we had Monica, and Monica came to be with us. So we appreciate God sending us all of our guests today. We're so thankful, and we are honored to have them. If you have your Bibles, or you want to look on the screen with me, or you want to use your device with me, I'm using my device and my Bible. If you will stand and turn to Romans chapter 12. I'm using both. I can, I can look on the screen, too. I can look on the screen, too. Romans chapter 12. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Shauna, how you feeling this morning? You going to try to Daniel fast? <laughs> I think Ethan was inquiring. Just, just trying to, he's trying to get you to do it. So he's trying to figure out how to get you to do it. No? Oh, you, you, uh, you feeling good? Oh, so you did. Yeah. Just a little tea. Yeah. Tea, tea with lemon and honey. Natural. Uh, honey is natural. Lemon is natural. And just get natural tea. Right? So you'll do good. No big deal for me. You'll see today how you're going to be able to do. This is why the Bible says I can do all things through Christ. There's a way to do it. And so the things that seem impossible, they're possible. It's just the way how you approach them and where you go about them. Amen. My grandson growing. My grandson growing. Yes, sir. Yeah. Grandson is growing. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12. Amen. Verse number one. The word of the Lord says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Let's go before the Lord and ask him to help us today as we hear his words. Do me a favor this morning. Will you be a participator? Will you preach with me and not just sit and have me preach to you? Again, I said this morning, we, we overlooked the old school, the old timers, what they used to say. And we, they knew what they were saying. They just couldn't articulate it the way we can these days and use the terminologies. We use this. But, but I knew what they were saying. And I think we need to kind of do some of the things the old schoolers have done and not stay away from them because they work. And so the old timers used to say in church, you going to preach with the preacher? That, that, that sounds like foreign to the new school. They're like, oh. Preaching with the preacher means when he preaches and he says something that the word of God is affirming, you say, go ahead, preacher, preach it. Yes. Go ahead. Talk to me. Praise God. That's what we did back in the day. Y'all all sophisticated now. That, that doesn't happen. But I know that doing that got me here right here where I'm at today. 
So there's nothing wrong with it. It might not have been cool. Oh, yes, it was. It was cool. I remember preacher preaching. I ran up and I'm like, preach it! People thought I was crazy. Preach it! Running all the way from the back of the church. Yes, 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 yes! That's what we did in church. Got me here today. Now we just, that's good. Or, 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 or we get on our phone and, and, and send out a text or send out a tweet or, or you know, just do something. Uh-huh, that's what we do now. But back in the day, we were uncouth. We got out of church. Every time we got out of church back in the day, Shauna, we were sweating. And not because the air conditioning didn't work. Sometimes it didn't work, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it didn't matter. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. Every time we got out of church, we were sweating. We had to change our clothes when we get home. Please. Especially our undergarments. Because we were into it. Keep Sister Kitty and Sister Horton and their family in your mind, in your prayers, I should say. They lost um, a family member this morning. And, um, Wow. We, we rolled right over into 2021, but we're still seeing some stuff. So keep them in your prayers. You pray and uh, have God to just keep his hand upon them. Let's pray and thank God for his word this morning. Lord Jesus, we love you and thank you for all that you're doing. You have been good to us, better to us than we can ever be to ourselves. And Lord God, we just want your will to be done this morning, that you will speak to our hearts. And Lord God, we promise lord god that we will adhere to your word and become a doer of your word lord we will not just hear but we will hear and do we will be obedient to the word of god i pray lord god that there will be a moving of your spirit upon each and every one of us in this room and also those that have joined us virtually that there will be a moving of your spirit that there will be a stirring of your spirit that there will be a manifestation of the holy ghost power wherever we are lord god that lord the word of god will accomplish what it is supposed to accomplish in our lives i pray this morning for miracles signs wonders demonstration help us lord to go in a place of focus and to align ourselves with you Lord Jesus I pray oh God for sister Kitty and sister Horton and their family that you will comfort them and keep your hand upon them help them to look to you as you give them guidance and direction Lord we pray that you will pour out of your spirit upon this place Lord God will you bless Taylor and will you bless Joyce this morning and Monica this morning that the will of God be done in their lives we pray and ask you these things in Jesus name Somebody say, in Jesus' name, let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you on this topic. Change starts in the mind. Change starts in the mind. Tell your neighbor, change starts in the mind. Those that have joined us virtually, online, somebody's in the house with you. Scream out. Say, change starts in the mind. Uh-huh. That's what I want to talk to you about today. 
People are talking about change all over this world because it's a new year and we traditionally like to talk about the things that we want to do this year differently than what we did the previous year. And so there are plenty of discussions going on right now about change. Mm. It would have been so wonderful if when the clock struck 12 a.m. January 1, 2021, our world would have changed for the better and this devastating virus would have dis- disappeared. It would have been nice. That would have been so wonderful. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. I'm sure at some point we will get enough vaccines developed and we will remedy this virus and we will go back to a place, a time where th- that is similar, similar to what it used to be not exact because it can't be exact anymore because corona will always be around we might know how to treat it we might have a vaccine for it but it's not going anywhere polio still exists right mm-hmm. yeah i'm just saying how long ago was that 60 years ago it's still around so 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 this is not going anywhere it's just that we will have the vaccine that we we will be able to treat it mm-hmm And so, in the course of nature, listen to me carefully, each year is the repeating of what has already been. The winter, the spring, the summer, and the fall, the blossoming of flowers and their withering away, the rebirth of nature and it's dying the same progression the same replaying of what already was so nature repeats itself every year same things spring will be spring again this year summer will be summer again fall will be fall winter will be winter and the cycle just continues it continues to repeat itself there will be blossoming there will be fall there will be dying there will be uprising it just continues that's nature the nature of nature is to repeat just as we live by nature as creatures of habit so we tend to repeat our behavior just like nature. Mm-hmm. I know we want to get excited every time a new year come about and we want to feel like this is going to be different. I think we felt like that in 2019, January 30th. We said, new year coming. This will be the best year ever, 2020 vision. And we saw how that went. You would think about now, we will just lay off of thinking things will change that you know they won't change. But we continue to say what will be. Mm -hmm. We gravitate toward doing what we have done before, same routines, same courses, we normally just gravitate to it. 
since this is true, that nature repeats itself over and over, it's the nature to repeat, and since we continue to just kind of do what we've always done, same routine, same courses, since those things are true, does that mean I will likely do the same things this year as I did last year? And the answer is, yes, likely. Likely you will do the same things. You will live the same way. Very likely. However, it doesn't have to be that way. It's likely, but it doesn't have to be that way. The word of God says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And so the first thing I will tell you this morning, that if you present your bodies to Christ as a living sacrifice, you might experience something different this year than what you experienced last year. <laughs> you might experience something different this year if you present your bodies a living sacrifice unto the Lord. You might experience something, not might, but you will experience something different this year than you did last. That's if you present your body a living sacrifice. Remember the components of the human being. The components of the human being, our makeup, who we are, our totality as humans. Body, soul, and spirit. That, that's how we're made up. Body, soul, and spirit. That's the totality of the human. What does body represent? It represents your appetites. Mm -hmm. Usually whatever you like, it's because of how your body feel about it. <laughs> your physical senses. Body has to do with that. Physical senses. And your worldly consciousness. Body has to do something about that. So we sometimes demonstrate what we think of the world by how we respond. Because our body does that. So, which is the, the part of you that I say, worry about the most. Now, you got to worry about all of it because it all has to work together. But your soul is really who you are. I know we want to think we are, you know, nice physical specimen. Ethan working out the other day. Dad couldn't be a bounce on him. You know, this morning, Hassan came in, he working out. Brother D always looks strong, you know. And so we're strong in the body. And we have intellects. We're really intelligent. We can put words together. We can have great conversations and all of this stuff. And so that all looked good from the outside. But at the core of who you really are is your soul. That's who you are because when you are finished here in this earth, 
You will only be your soul because your body will go back to the ground, to the dirt, the dust where it came from. And your spirit, which is the breath of God, will go back to God. And all you will be left with is who you are, your soul. The Bible says God breathed the breath of life and man became a living soul. So because you came from God, your soul, nothing comes from God and dies, your soul. Your soul will live on forever. It's just a matter of where. That's really what it comes down to. Your soul will live on forever. It's just a matter of where. And to me, this is common sense. Where it originally come from, that's where it needs to stay. Where my soul comes from, it needs to stay connected to where it came from. And God was the one that breathed and we became. And so he is the one that gave us our soul, which means if I want my soul to be right and to live on and to be with God, I got to take care of it and trust God to help me. It's going to live on. It's not dying. Your physical body goes back. Dust it came from. Dust it goes back to. Whichever way. You can send it back to dust quickly by burning it. Or you can bury it and after a while it just, just get involved with the dirt. But it's going back to the dirt. Uh-huh. Your soul is your personality. Your identity. Your mind. And your will. You know how some part of you say, you know, we can make ourselves do stuff and we can make ourselves not do stuff. God made us that way. We can make ourselves do stuff and we can make ourselves not do stuff. So hear me this morning. You can make yourself do whatever it is that you want to do and you can make yourself not do it. So that's why I've always said, depending on what you want to do is what you will do. It has nothing to do with you can't. It has to do with what you want and what you don't want. And what you don't want, you won't do. And what you do want, you will do. And then there's some things that's in the middle. If you do, you do. If you you don't, you don't. But the things that you're convinced you need to do, oh, you will do it. And there are things that you don't feel like you want to do, but you need to do, so you do it. This is where we're going to get in trouble with God. If you'll be honest... Except for people that's doing what they like to do in life, their dream. If I can just present you today to say, I will pay you the salary of your desire and you never have to work a day in your life, will you take me up on that offer? So why do you go to work every day? So, so Sister Maddie, for all the people that don't make it to heaven, I don't know what we're going to tell Jesus. Because here we are, we go to work, not because we want to, but because we have to. (laughs) And so now when we stand before God and he says, why didn't you serve me? You didn't have to, but did you want to? I just need to, I, I like to point these things out to us because sometimes we think we can justify 
our reasoning behind what we think we should or should not do when it comes down to God. And I just know enough about God that there is no escape in God. He is just too awesome, too vast, too sovereign, omnipotent and all this stuff. You can't escape him. You just have to be real with him. We got to be real with God. But somehow we trick ourselves sometimes to think that we can just go about our business and eh, God understands. And, all, and I'm just giving you the easy one today. God is saying, okay, I understand that you didn't want to go to work. You didn't even like the job you was going to. But you know you needed money and you kept going and you make the money. And so that's what you did to live. And, and, and so when it came down to me, you didn't like fasting. You didn't like reading your Bible. You didn't like praying, but you didn't do it. You didn't like going to work, but you went. You didn't like praying, and you didn't. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to give you a little sneak peek in what the Lord is seeing. Now, he's loving, but he doesn't accept excuses. Go read the Bible. And no excuse, because you know what your excuse is? Here's the excuse God gives us. His grace. His mercy. He gives us that that we don't deserve to give us an opportunity to do what we're supposed to do. So eventually, we got to fess up and say, all right, Lord, and do what we're supposed to do. Or we can just ignore him and keep doing our own thing. And he says, okay. I've given you more than the time you deserve to get it together. It's up to you now. The spirit, breath, senses. The spirit, your spirit, is where you are the most God conscious. Your spirit is where you're most God conscious. What does that mean? It means that when God's spirit impresses upon you what you should do, that's where it begins. The spirit. Spirit. So, that's where we negotiate what we will do is up there in the mind. So that's why God chooses to, to influence or to speak to your mind. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about this body he said to present as a living sacrifice. Paul had already told the Roman believers, do not offer your body parts to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been born again of the water and the spirit. He said, offer your body to Jesus as instruments of righteousness. Our body is all we have to offer. Somebody say amen. What else do you think you can offer God? But your body is significant. It is so significant that almighty God, who was invisible, you couldn't see him for so long, that he made himself visible by coming into this world, taking on a body, which we know today Jesus Christ is the almighty God manifest. But what he did was he had no body and he came into this world. And the way he had to come to this world was by putting on a body. So we know a body is significant. It is very important. We need a body. 
God does things in this earth by his spirit. And we do the stuff for God with our body. (laughs) We pray, yes. We fast, yes, body. But when we have to carry out God's instructions, it's with this body. So if you're not using this body to serve the Lord, then what are you using it to do? Here we go getting stuck again. Right? God is going to say, that's the body you carry to work. And work. And you didn't want to do that work. So why can't you use that body to do what I want you to do? Yes. If our body is at God's disposal, he will have our time, our pleasures, and all our behavior. Mm-hmm. If our body's at his disposal. But if our body is at our disposal, then God only get what we give him. When sacrificing an animal according to God's law, a priest would kill the animal, cut the animal in pieces, and then place the pieces on the altar. And that's in the natural, that's way back then before Christ, and so that's, that was their ceremonial way of how they did certain things. But today, what does that represent for us? Well, whenever you talk about death in this kind of manner, it's talking about repentance. And so when we repent of our sins, it means we're dying. Because we, we don't suffer physical death when we give our life to God, but we repent, and that's our death. Because repentance means, God, I am no longer going to live the way I want to live. I'm no longer going to walk the way I'm going to walk. I'm no longer going to do what I want to do, but I am going to turn from those things, and I'm going to follow you. So repentance is to say, I am no longer going to do my thing, but I'm going to turn around and follow Jesus and do what Jesus wants me to do. So it really means you died to your old life when you repent. Because you're not living that life anymore. You're living this life for Christ over here. Uh Uh-huh. Listen, every time I say this, I always feel this in the spirit. Every time I say repentance, stop living for yourself and live for God, I feel people not happy about that statement because in their mind, but what am I going to do? Because in your mind, if you're not living for yourself, then what am I going to do? Listen, if you had a good father, you understand that a good father takes care of you. A good mother takes care of you. They anticipate your needs. Your need is not a surprise to a good parent. They already know. And they want what's best for you. So whenever I say stop living for yourself and live for God, don't you get worried and upset that, oh, my life will never be anything because now i got to live for God. No, let me tell you as lovingly as I can tell you, God loves you and he cares about you and he wants you to have the very best. He just goes about it for you a different way than you will go about it. He will go about it a different way than you will. So whatever, because trust me, I've lived it. I've watched others lived it. And the bottom line is God will, he says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. 
That's what he says. So he does not not want you to have the desires of your heart. He just takes you a different way when he's doing that for you. So the things that he will give to you will not just take over you and you forget about him. That's the route he takes you. That when he gives you these delights that you have, you don't get yourself in a place where you focus on the things and not on God. So he takes you a different route. But don't you think for a second that because you have to live for God, God will never take care of you. God will not not give you the desires of your heart. Nonsense. Nonsense. He will give it to you. He just takes you in a different direction to get to that place. And so repentance and submitting your life to God and saying, here, God, whatever you want, I will follow it's the same as the priests doing that, that, that sacrifice of an animal. When we surrender our life to God and give it to him and say, God, not my will, but your will, you're doing the very same thing with your life that the priest did with the animals. What does this mean to us today, repentance? Sub- repentance is submission. It's turning from our ways and submitting to God that he can choose to do whatever he wants to do in our life. Sacrifice was important, but even the Old Testament God made it clear that obedience from the from the heart was much more important. God wants us to offer ourselves as living sacrifices daily, laying aside our own desires to follow Him, putting all our energies and efforts at His disposal, and trusting Him to guide us. Church, our new life in Christ, should be a thank offering to God. The way how you live your life, it should be, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this life. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you for putting me in a place where I can't lose. Church, I can't tell you how important it is to understand as a child of God, if you live for God, you can't lose. You can't lose. What do you have to lose living for God? But you have everything to gain. You're going to gain eternal life. You're going to gain the blessings of God. Let me tell you something. God has given you abilities that nobody else can give you. God has equipped you with abilities that nobody else can give you. And while people are worried about how they can position themselves to accomplish things, that's all well and good. But if you will serve God and walk with God, God will equip you to do things that people will take 30 years to figure out. God can give you information and understanding just like this for your life to be profitable more than you can ever imagine. You just got to put it all in him. In offering our body as living sacrifice, it must be holy, uh, pleasing, and acceptable unto God. To be holy, to be a holy sacrifice is to be, is to be completely set apart for God and dedicated to his service. If we're not set apart from our old life, we're not useful to God. Mm-hmm. To serve God is the only reasonable way to respond to his mercy. If we're not serving God, we're not responding to his mercy in a reasonable way. Uh Uh-huh. 
anyone who does not present their body a living sacrifice or as service unto God show themselves to be unreasonable. I'm not even going to read the rest of it. Because, because, because what we're saying in essence is, I appreciate what you've done for me, Lord, but I can't be giving you all my time. I appreciate what you've done for me, Lord, but I got to go take care of something here. I appreciate what you've done for me, Lord, but, 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 but I don't have time right now. I, I appreciate you're being unreasonable. He does something for you that gives you eternal life, health and strength and blessings and provision, and you don't have time. You're not providing any kind of service to God for what God has done for you. I wonder, you know how unreasonable we are? It's now unreasonable we are. What if the service, God was only asking for one service. And what if the service he was asking for was for us to go to the cross and be crucified like he was? I wonder if what he was asking us was that we would have to go get a cross carry our cross, and when we got to the place where we were going to be crucified, then they were going to nail us to the cross and whip us, all the stuff he went. I wonder if that's what he asked us to do. Where would we be today? That's not even what he's asking us. And, and we can't give him any service. When he's saying, I'm not even asking you to carry a cross. I'm not even asking you to take 39 stripes. I'm not even asking you to get nails in your hand and feet. I'm not even asking you to be spared through your side. I'm not asking you any of that. That's not the service I'm asking you for. And we can't give them no service. We're not being reasonable. With all that said, presenting your body a living sacrifice unto God, while it is reasonable, it is not sufficient. So giving our bodies a living sacrifice, it's reasonable, but it's not sufficient. And so that's why Romans chapter 12, verse number two, come into play now, right after verse one, it says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen to me, human character and life are treated as something to be formed and fashioned by our personal will. Whoever you are, whatever you become, however your life has been fashioned and formed, you have everything to do with it. Even the clay, the potter in the clay, Joe, even the clay in the potter's hand, if it does not conform to the potter's hand, the potter can't do anything with the clay. So as much as God is all-powerful, as much as God is all-knowing, as much as God is all-present, if we don't allow him to, he can't form and fashion us according to his purpose and his will because we're not allowing him to. So you determine what you will be formed and fashioned as because you either reject or you receive what is being done to you. And so we will reject something. I don't want that. 
I don't want that. We may not say it that way when it comes down to God, but just neglecting God is doing the same thing. So if you're not, whatever you are today, however you are, it's because of your doings. You either allowed it or you rejected it. You can't blame anybody. You know what's so great about God? Some of us cannot get into Princeton University. Some of us cannot get into Duke University or Stanford University. Some of us can't even get into Rutgers University. Some of us is not educated enough to even get in college. Some of us don't have any money to do anything. But the good news about Jesus, you don't have to be educated and you don't have to have money. So every single person can be formed and fashioned in the way Christ would have them to. You don't have to have riches. You don't have to have education. You just have to submit your life to Christ and he will do what needs to be done. And you don't have to have anything. Some of us going to make it in this world and do great things because we were afforded a great education. Some of us are going to make it because financially somebody backed us. We're going to make it in this world and accomplish great things for different reasons. But when it comes down to God, all it comes down to is you either receive it or you reject it. And what you choose to do, rejection or receiving, will determine who you become. It's a level playing field with God. I love it. What is better than this? What is better than this? Everything else is biased and skewed and set up for somebody. They always got it set up a certain way. It's the truth. In this world, everything is skewed a certain way. They already know how to set up the outcome of everything. So we're living in this world where everything is already pre-planned in some back room, someplace you can't see. And you're worrying about giving your all to Jesus? Are you kidding me? There's no bias. There is, there is no back room planning. There is no, you know, we're trying to get this done. And so this is how we're going to trick them. And this is what we're going to get them to do. When we offer our entire self to God, a change will happen in our relation to everyone that we encounter and even how we encounter and how we deal with the world around us. Christians are called to a different lifestyle than what the world offers with its behaviors and customs, which are usually selfish and often corrupting. Worldly behavior is usually selfish and corrupting. Nobody does anything because they care about you and that's all. Again, this is why we serve in God. Because he does everything he does for us for no other reason other than I love you. Because he don't need you to do anything he doesn't have any ulterior motives because he needs you. He don't need you. So he is only doing what he does for you out of straight, pure love. Nothing else. Nothing else. 
because he doesn't need you. He's all sufficient. God is self-sufficient. He doesn't need anything outside of him to be sustained, to sustain him. He's self-sufficient. So, which, which you'll see when, you go into, when we go further into this month. So it comes down to, anyway, so if God is self-sufficient, why did he even create us? You don't want me to touch that. Because nobody wants to think about that. We just like to think about the good stuff because it makes us feel good when we think about good stuff. But we'll deal with that as we move along in January. I got a lot of studies for you all as we go through this year. Oh, I got a lot of studies. This Thursday, I'm going to start the study with going from life to death to maturity. That's the, the study that I'm going to start. So you'll go from life to death into maturity. That's what we'll study for probably, I don't know, at least 30 days, the, the, the next three, four Thursdays as we start this year. So people can see how they can move along, how they can develop. But we as Christians are called to a different lifestyle than what this world is called to because this world is corrupt and selfish. Everything that we're doing in this world is just uh, for our own personal benefit. Refusing to conform to this world's value must go even deeper than the level of behavior and customs. It must be firmly planted in our minds. And the only way we can prevent conformity to this world is to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. If we are not transformed by the renewing of our mind, we will conform to this world. You don't have a choice. This transformation must be formed from the inside out. It must not be from the outside in. So for us to be transformed, for us to be changed by the renewing of our mind, it must start from the inside, not from the outside. We must develop a new way of thinking if we want to be changed. You cannot be changed if the mindset do not change. And so change starts with the mindset. And so we need the mindset to be changed for change to completely overtake us. And so here we go. You can become healthier and not be changed because the mind is still the same. You can inherit riches and still not be changed because the mind is still the same. You can attend church services and not be changed. If the mind is still the same, only when the mind is transformed and renewed can you experience real change in your life. And so many of us are struggling within ourselves because we're doing everything to change, but it doesn't happen. I never forgot when. Charles Barkley said that money doesn't change people. It just reveals who they really are. He said, if you're a jerk before you were rich, you're just a rich jerk now. Charles is sick. Charles said, if you was a jerk before you were rich, now you're a rich jerk. It just reveals more of who you are. So don't think because... Something changed materialistically around you that you're, no, you're still who you are. Until this mind is transformed, you're still who you are. Much of the work required for us to be changed is done by the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. 
It is the work of the Holy Ghost that will bring about much of our change. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need the Holy Ghost because that's the only way the change will take place. It's for the Holy Spirit to work in your heart, in your mind, in your entire being. But it starts in your mind and begin to communicate things to your mind and begin to move in your heart. It's the work of the Holy Spirit that will start this change that you could ever experience. We can conform to some Christian behaviors, but on until the Holy Ghost really begin to move in our life, we can never really experience real true change. The other source of change is the Word of God. As we read and memorize and meditate upon the Word of God, our way of thinking will begin to change. Here is how you change. Your mind become informed. That's what needs to be first. That's what needs to first happen. If you're not informed, you can't be changed. Mm-hmm. Little example. If you're dying and you don't know it, and you're going to need to eat differently in order to be changed, you're you're going to die. But once you've been informed, you're dying. And if you don't stop eating this, if you don't stop drinking this, you're going to die in three months. But if you stop eating this and if you stop drinking this, you will have a chance to live a lot longer than three months. You've been informed. You've been informed. And that's where change begins to start, take place, because you've been informed. So you've got to be informed first before anything can start happening. Mm -hmm. When we have had our minds transformed and are becoming more like Christ, we will want God's will and not our will. So just like I can stand here some days and preach to you about certain things and some things might go over your head, some things you might like, what is he talking about? Well, here is what it comes down to. I've been informed. I've been informed, Stacy, and because I've been informed, I've taken the information and it's, it's in my mind. And now it begins to work in my life because I have to live out because of the information that I have. So a lot of times the reason why I'm standing and talking what I'm saying is because I'm informed. But you have a choice that when I'm preaching the word of God, that you take it as information and begin to let it work in your mind that it can help you to be changed as well. When you become informed about God, when you have the knowledge of who he is and what he's all about, when you really got it, it will really help you to be changed. And so that's what we are really missing a lot of times. The word of God is going on the surface. It's not going in our mind. The word of God is just intellectual. It's not going deep into our thoughts where we can apply it. And that's why we can't see the change that we need to see because the word of God is just being spoken out right now you're hearing me and it's like yeah 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 I'm hearing you but it, but, but it's, it's not communicating it's not getting to where it needs to get to within your mind it's not getting there and so because of that it's, 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 it's not helping you 
you heard about the 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 the, the, the scripture the parable word this word I'm trying to get the parable and 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 when it talk about the the sower and the seed and it talks about the different ground that the seed fall on the seed is the word of God and so depending on what kind of soil the the word the seed get to it depend on the ground will it ever do anything in your life and so some people are hearing it I can say this because this happens to me sometimes some people are hearing the word of God but what you're thinking about or what you've experienced or what you got to go do or what happened yesterday or last week is still messing with your mind. So you got what's going on from last week, what you got to do tomorrow. You have that, those things working in your mind. And then here comes the word of God. And so you hear it for a little bit, but your mind just go right back to what you have to do tomorrow and what happened last week and what you got to go do today. And all of that is going on. So the word is not transmitting the way it needs to because you've got too many things going and what does that mean no change will take place no change this is why when you come into the house of the lord when you join us online church i can't tell you how it's just not profitable enough to just come and sit to just sit on the side of your bed to sit in your couch and chill to stand in your kitchen and cook while you're listening it's not good enough You need to take 5, 10, 15 minutes and prepare your heart, prepare your spirit before the word of God come into your heart. Because then you will, the things that are distraction will be gone. They will be removed. And then your mind can be clear. So when the word is coming, when the spirit is moving, something can happen. Transmission can take place and you can begin to receive it and do something about it. But when you just come and walk in and you never take time out, whether it's before you walk in the building or before you get before the service starts. So let's say we start at 1030 every every Sunday uh, streaming. If I couldn't make it in the house of God and I had to be a part of this from home. You know what? At 1015, I'm probably at the edge of my bed. Oh, Lord, I love you. Oh, Jesus, I bless your name. At 1015, I'm walking around my living room. Jesus, I want my heart to be right. I want my mind to be clear. I want to hear your word, Lord. I want the word to make a difference. Oh, God, I bless your name. I will be doing something at least 15 minutes before the word of God begins to be preached. While I'm waiting, I'm worshiping God. And so when service starts at 1030, I'm ready and something will happen because I'm ready the word will get through the spirit of God will have impact in my life and so change starts in the mind finishing up here I'm finishing up when you prepare yourself and the word of God begins to come now you will begin to see something different check it out you will begin to understand When we have had our minds transformed and are becoming more like Christ, we will want God's will and not our own will for our lives. And only as we are being transformed will we be able to know 
do and enjoy what God desires. You hear me saying, I'm not putting on a front when I say, God, I want to live for you in a different year in 2021 than I did in 2020. And you hear me saying that, and I keep saying that. Listen, it's crazy because the only reason why I'm saying that is because of my exposure to who God is. The only reason why I'm saying that is because I followed so much of his word. So now I'm saying I want more. And some of you might look at me like, what is he, crazy? I, I think he's doing okay. And I'm saying no. But the more you're exposed to God's word, the more you realize how much further you have to go. The more you know about God, the more you realize how much more you need. The more you know about God, the more you know what to seek and to call out to God for and want his will to be done in your life but the reason why some of us are not saying God's will because you're limited in what you know because you're not taking it in in your mind so because of the limitation of what you know you're way behind and some things just seem foreign to you even though you come in the house of the Lord even though you're hearing the word of God it's still foreign so when you hear oh God I want to go deeper you're like we'll be all right because your limited knowledge. But when you start knowing God, you start digging deep, man. Your, 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 your ditches that you're digging, you're saying, God, I need to go deeper in this well. I need to go down in this well, Lord. There's more. I've tasted and I've seen that the Lord is good. I've tasted and I've seen that this is not nothing else. There's nothing that compares. And I need to know the more because there's more. It's like two people digging for gold, one that found gold before and one that never found gold. The one that found the gold before, he's digging, and the other one said, man, there's no gold here. We might as well go. And he said, no, no, no. I found gold before, so I'm going to keep on digging. it got to be deeper. Well, that's me. I found the gold. i got to keep digging. And so even though I'm not seeing something right now, I'm going to keep digging because I found it before, and I'll find it again. But the ones that have never found it because they never digged anything, they're just, eh, we might as well pack up and go. And so I close. And so, while nature will stay the same again in 2021 as it was in 2020, and many people will make the claim for change personally, but not change I declare to you that the only wise change any of us should pursue is being transformed by the renewing of our mind, which can only be done from the inside out and by the Holy Ghost and the word of God with us totally submitting our life to God in faith and obedience. That's how we're going to experience the change in 2021. I want to experience change in 2021 because I don't know what's going to happen with nature. Well, nature will stay the same, but as far as what we're dealing with, with medicine and all of that stuff, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't know what's going to happen with sickness and all of that stuff. I don't know. I have no control over that. But what I do have control over is how much I give of myself to the Lord. Listen, you want to experience a new year of new things? Choose not to live in the repetition of the natural, but rather in the newness of the supernatural. Open up your life to the things of God. You have never 
opened up your life to before. I believe there's some of us here today and that have joined us online that God has been speaking to your mind some things that you need to do. Let's stand. God has been speaking to your mind about things you need to do and you have been putting it off or you have just been kind of ignoring it. Not doing what God has placed in your mind that you need to do. I'm here to confirm to you that what God has been gnawing at your mind with is God and you need to do it. That this is your time, this is your day that you need to do what God has placed in your mind and not ignore it anymore. Sister uh, Yvonne, you blessed me Thursday, well, Friday morning while we were here. And you know what I felt? Doing the things of God is unexplainable sometimes. It just is. And you won't have an explanation to why you're doing it and how should you do it. And Ethan was here praising God and Sister, Sister Cummins couldn't help herself. She came over just, just cheering him on. She don't know why. She just felt pulled to do that. Because when God begins to deal with us in our mind, we can either respond in obedience or we can just stand there and do nothing. It's up to us. And many times I feel like God is speaking to our minds. Those of us that are here and those of us that have joined in online, I feel like God is speaking to us. And we stand and do nothing and walk out the same way. And I'm just, I think God walk away more rejected than you. I feel like God put his shoulders down and walk away and says, I tried again. I tried again and they just wouldn't respond. He walked away more disappointed than you because you wouldn't respond. Because he has such great things in store for you, but he needs you to respond. And I feel like God has put so many things into so many of us minds for us to respond to so we can be transformed transformation change starts in the mind and God has been in the mind of many of us and we have ignored him we have rejected him we have just 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 not allow him to affect us and we walk out of here on Sundays or we end our service online and we just go back to doing the norm and for the first few moments after the service end you're struggling within your mind says yeah I should have why didn't I? And, and you go back and forth. But as the day go on, it wanes. And you're just like, well. And then you forget about it till the next time you come to church. And we keep repeating that cycle and not allowing what God is saying to us bring about change. And so I challenge you today that you will let God have his way. Whatever he's speaking to you, before we go, we're going to pray. Whatever God is speaking to you, that you let him have his way. You do what God is speaking to you. Some of you, God might have moved on you and you just needed was to just begin to shout. Just begin to run. Just begin to sing. Just begin to dance. Just begin to worship. Just begin to do something because God has moved in such a powerful way in your heart, in your mind. And you just won't release. You won't let go and let God do what he wants to do. But if you're going to experience any change this year, you're going to have to let God start is work in your mind and let him do a complete work in you. You have to realize there's nothing else better. I don't care what else you want to try. It's just not better than Jesus. 
whatever you try to go after, it's just not better than Jesus. And so I tell you, let's march into this new year fasting and praying and just surrendering our life to God. And when he speaks to our mind, we do it regardless of what anyone want to think of you. Don't worry about if you're going to look like you're crazy or not. Listen, man, Jesus, you can't look any worse than him. Dude was just in his underwears on the cross. We forget. I got to remind us because I think sometimes we forget these things. That dude was a mess on the cross. A mess. And we always worry about our image. If he speaks to you, just do. And don't worry about your image. With all that they did to him, guess who ascended and left us all here? Nobody has ever just ascended off the earth and went into the heavens but him. So he went through all that shame. He went through all of that stuff. But guess what? He rose. And so we're going to rise. We better understand we're going to look kind of uncool and we're going to look stupid and we're going to be talked about and all of this stuff. It will happen. But guess what? One day you're going to rise like he rose. One day you're going to ascend like he ascended. And so what is better to look cool in front of your people so nobody talked bad about you or that one day you ascend? How cool is that going to be when we are ascending? And we weren't about what we look like when God speaks to us. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Don't worry. This year, just make it like I could care less what anybody thinks about me. I'm just going to do it. And I'm not into explaining it. If God is telling me to do it, I don't have time to explain it unless you want to know because you want to understand so you can do something. But if you're just asking just to ask, if I explain it to you, you wouldn't understand. Do people like you do the little kids? Because I do my kids like that. So if I explain it to you right now, you wouldn't understand. Let's just do people like that when we sell out for God and start giving God everything because he's speaking to us and we're responding. Let's just tell people you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we're thankful for your goodness. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you, Lord God, for speaking your word into our heart. For, Lord, we desire change. And if we, oh God, are being honest with ourselves, all of us in this room, all of us that are via virtual online, we all desire change in some way, shape, or form. Lord, we've tried many things for change to take place in our life. But, Lord, truthfully, we have not seen significant changes in our life. But, Lord, it's because we have neglected your word. Your word has said that we must be, oh God, transformed by the renewing of our mind. And only when we are transformed by the renewing of our mind will we really see change. So, Lord, we come to you as a church body. Every one of us in here, Lord God, we lift our hands to you as a body, as a church, as a people. And we say, Lord, we're not just 
saying this, uh, but God, from the depths of our soul, uh, what we're saying is we want change. Uh, we want change to take place in our life, Lord God, uh, because we want to be more like you. Uh, because, Lord God, we want to live out our purpose here in this earth. Uh, because we want to do what is right and pleasing before you. Uh, because we want to make a difference and an impact. Uh, we want to secure our future, Lord God, uh, by, Lord Jesus, uh, doing what you designed our life to be uh, in obedience and faith. Uh, and so, Lord, we ask that you will move upon us, uh, that we will be transformed uh, by the renewing of our mind. We humble ourselves before you, uh, and we bow down before you, uh, and we say, God, not our will, but your will. Uh, we want to hear your voice in our mind, Lord God. Uh, we want to hear your voice uh, in our spirit, Lord God. Uh, we want to receive your instructions at all times uh, with clarity, Lord God. Uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that this will be a new day for us as individual uh, and for our church uh, and for the churches, Lord God, uh, in North America across this nation, around this globe, that the church of the living God will, Lord, rise like it's never risen before because you will bring us to the forefront that you may demonstrate your power and your strength and what you can do. So I ask, Lord God, that you will do a work in us. I ask, Almighty God, that every day, Lord God, you do a new thing in us, that every day you do a miraculous thing in us us that we will not be the same again. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, for what you have done, Lord God. I thank you for what you're doing, oh God. And I thank you, Lord God, and I look forward to what is ahead of us, not according to the will of man, but according to the will of God. Yes, oh God, today I pray that somebody will surrender their life to you. And Lord, that they will give themselves to you in being born again of the water and of the spirit. That they will start anew. That they will start a fresh life. That they will, oh God, trust in the Lord and lean not to their own understanding. And in all their ways acknowledge you moving forward, Lord God. I pray today that the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost will work in our life. And that the word of God will be rooted in our mind. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray that as we go to our respective place of dwelling today, your will, your will, your will, your will. Somebody call on the Lord before we leave here today. Somebody call on the name of Jesus. Let his will be done. Whatever you need to do, whatever it is that you have not done, whatever you've been procrastinating about, how about you do it today? How about you do it today? Whatever the Lord has been talking to you about, how about you do it today? How about you trust the Lord today? Whatever he's calling you to do, whatever he has instructed you to do, why don't you do it today? God will bless you. God will transform your life into a life that you will not recognize but it will be for his glory and it will be for your good. Oh, oh my God. I love you, Jesus. The presence of the Lord is here. Why don't you just stretch out your hands and just reach for the Lord. Say, Lord, I know your presence is here. I know your presence is here. And Lord, I want to experience a transformation. I want to experience a transformation. I want to be changed. Oh, God, and I know change starts in the mind. Will you change me, oh, God? 
I will not withhold myself from you, Lord. Will you change me, O God? I will not corrupt my, my, my flesh, Lord God, with unrighteousness and with sin. Will you change me, O Lord? I will not give myself, O God, to anything that is ungodly, to anything unrighteous. But will you change me, O Lord? I surrender my life, Lord God. And I ask that you do what you will, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, have your way. We thank you today, Lord God. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for all your wonderful and beautiful people that you've brought out today, Lord God. Bless them as they go. Will you order their steps, Lord God? Will you lead them in the path of righteousness, Lord God? I pray, Lord God, that they will know you in a more intimate way than they've ever known you, Lord God. I pray their faith will not fail them, but their faith will increase. I give you the praise, and I honor you. I feel your presence, Lord God. Somebody feel the presence of God. God bless you. You have a wonderful afternoon. I love the Lord. Oh, have your way. Have a wonderful afternoon. Taylor, Joyce, we love you. Thank you for coming. You can be, you can come anytime you want. This is your church home. You come and visit. We love you. And if you come back a second time, we're going to claim you as our very own. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Hallelujah. If you want to give your life to the Lord today, give your life to Jesus. Come and see me. Whether you can reach out virtual, let us know you're ready to give your life to Jesus. Or you're here today and you want to give your life to Jesus, let us know. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Say it like you mean it. Change me. Whatever's not like you, Lord, I want you to. Uh-huh. From the inside out.